We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And here we go! There's a man open left side, caught! It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. All right, let's get right to it with our guy Jay Gruden, who's getting ready to tee him high and let him fly this morning in a charity golf tournament. Jay, Pete, and Chris here. Appreciate the time. How are you, sir? Oh, doing great. Beautiful day out here. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to say it, Jay. Better than probably uh, the weather in Ashburn, I, I-, I guess. Uh, you're probably pretty close to Ashburn. I, I don't know. Jay, uh, one and three, uh, all the good feelings after the Jacksonville win out the window. Um, it, I-, I can't ever say, is this rock bottom? But how's the temperature in your eyes, knowing what you know about that organization and knowing that, you know, this is year three, a very critical year three, and it seems like it's going in a downward trend? Yeah, it does seem like that. You know, after a good start against Jacksonville, they haven't really mustered up any reason for optimism around there. You know, the offense isn't playing good enough. Defense isn't getting any turnovers. They're having a lot of penalties, and uh, nothing really looks good. The quarterback they got isn't playing up to the speed, and uh, they got some issues. But, you know, they're three games back, quarter of the season's over, they better turn it around quickly. Jay, I, I, you know, again, I mean, we have resurrection examples like Jim Plunkett, you know, who stunk in two different places before it finally clicked with him with the Raiders. But, I mean, at this point, is it, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not there talking to him or working with him every day, but you played the position. Is, Cal, is Carson Wentz salvageable at this point? And how much does the inconsistency of the offensive line play play into why his play is poor right now? Well, I think that's part of it. I think you have to look at the entire group of the offensive players right now, offensive line, tight end play, receiver play, obviously quarterback play. I don't think any of it's been good enough. Uh, they did run the ball better last night or yesterday which is a good sign. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't get things done to muster up any drives. But, you know, you got to relook at everything right now. Um, you got to get ready for next week for sure. You got to get a win somehow and uh, move forward. But, you know, there are some signs of uh, concern for sure. Jay, when you have all these problems in pass protection and a quarterback that tends to hold on to the ball way too long, and this is not a this-year problem. This has been a five-year problem uh, for Carson Wentz. When you have all that, it makes sense to go to a short, quick game passing attack, what have you, which is what Scott Turner tried to do yesterday. But how do you counter that against a defense that then knows, hey, they're having trouble picking up pressure. It's probably going to be a lot of quick stuff. We're going to sit on a lot of their routes and maybe crowd the box slash line of scrimmage area. Well, I think that's what Philadelphia did, and that was a, a good recipe. And Detroit did the same thing, and uh, they're going to get a heavy dose of that. The teams aren't going to let them just sit back and run the ball first and ten and get to second and two and 
and run the ball in a short pass. They're going to crowd the line of scrimmage and force you to get the ball down the field knowing they have trouble protecting. So they have to figure out something quickly. they got to protect better. they got to get figure out ways to get some splash plays. Obviously, first and ten has been an issue for them, and uh, they're not doing a good enough job getting big plays. But, uh, yeah, they're just not good enough in any phase of the game right now to warrant any optimism. But, you know, um, protection is key. You always got to protect your quarterback, and they're not doing that. Jay, what's the, what's the worst part about your two highest-paid players, or at least two of them, uh, not performing up to snuff? Because it's really, A, it's hard to replace those guys, especially when one is a quarterback. But, you know, as the head coach right now, what is that mentality like for Ron Rivera, knowing that, Wentz and William Jackson III over on the other side, who they're paying a lot of money to, um, are just not playing you know professional level football right now. Yeah, and not get the ball to Terry McLaurin either. So you know those those are three of your best players right there that aren't uh, doing really anything. You know uh, William Jackson had too many penalties, and obviously Terry's not getting the ball thrown his way enough. And uh, when he is, it's uh, not a very good ball. And obviously Carson's struggling with picking up uh, you know getting the ball out of his hands, and obviously with the protection issues, which aren't all on him, but. There's a lot he could do better uh, to make the team better. Uh, also, William and the defense in general getting some turnovers, but nothing's really happening with any of their good players. Jay Gruden joining us, as he does each and every Monday. Touchdown at 10, former head coach here, of course, and offensive coordinator in both Jacksonville and Cincinnati, currently a consultant for the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams, who play tonight on Monday Night Football right here on the Team 980. Um, before we get to that, Jay, uh, you mentioned, uh, or just talking about William Jackson the third. he was a man-press corner. That was where he had the most success in Cincinnati. They play a lot of zone here. He looks befuddled and confused no matter what you put him in. Um, do you think they're using him right based on what you've seen? And and can you use him where he's more comfortable, I guess, which would still be man, and, and, and still compensate for Kendall Fuller, who I, I don't think is a good man corner, and, and I think they don't think he's a good man corner. Can you, can you devise a scheme or, 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 or a, a setup to allow for the, the best of both worlds or best, of, uh, best talent uh, of both guys? Well, you know, if you have one good man corner and not another good man corner or a safety that can't cover man or your linebacker struggle man to cover, it's hard to play a lot of man-to-man because -man everybody has to play it. You know, uh, William Jackson is definitely known for his press man skills coming out of college, and I know he did some good things in Cincinnati, and that is his forte. However, if your whole defense can't play man-to-man -man as effective as he can, you have to play some zone. And I know Jack Del Rio is more of a zone coach. He likes the quarters, quarter-quarter halves, two deep three deep and uh, not much of a man guy, but eventually they're going to have to get some pressure. They're going to have to have some five-man pressures, get some pressure on the quarterback, and try to get some turnover somehow, some way, and utilize William Jackson better. Jay, I mean, look, again, as someone who played the game, when somebody's not right mentally, and you can tell William Jackson III looks at times like he is, he is totally confused or not focused. I mean, what do you do? What is it? What can a coach do, if anything, when you're dealing with players that right now, it's not a physical thing. It looks like it's a mental thing with a player like that. I mean, you just have to wait till he plays his way out of it. Is that, I mean, because, I mean, these are pros. These are supposed to be the best of the best. And, you know, right now, it, it doesn't look like mentally he's in a good place when they're out on the field. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to just pick on William Jackson third when uh, the entire team is not really putting in position to win games or make plays. So they have to come together as a unit. Like I mentioned this last week, that the entire 11 guys on defense got to play better. They get more pressure. They got to cover better. They got to clamp down. They got to tackle better. 
Um, but even that being said, I think in the first half, they played pretty good defense against Dallas. Right. They, they put the offense in a position to uh, succeed and, and, and be successful. Just didn't happen for the offense. They scored one touchdown and none in the second half. So, you know, when your defense is out there and, and you're trailing all the time, and the entire playbook's open for the offense, the runs, the play passes, the RPOs. It makes it hard on them. You know, eventually they're going to have to get the third long with a lead so their pass rushers can rush and their cover guys can disguise their intent. No doubt about it. Jay Gruden with us, uh, as he is each and every Monday at 10. Uh, back to Carson Wentz. So, Jay, I mean, obviously we know the pressure. The sacks have been a major problem. He's been sacked 17 times, constant pressure. Even when Dallas had a three-man rush, I mean, they're getting to him right away. The offensive line stinks. We all know that. Um, but Carson's also had three intentional groundings on the year and was sacked for a safety in the end zone. So, essentially, I, I mean, it's like 20 sacks over four games. We all know this has been a problem, but what – do, do you think he thinks he can just escape uh, and, and move around and, and have the same athleticism he once used to have? Or is it just the knock against him that he tries to play hero ball? What, if you had to boil it down from you know your perspective, what would you say? Well, I think that's exactly right. I think a lot of times quarterbacks feel a lot of pressure on them to make plays. And if the play's not there, I used to always tell quarterbacks, don't make a bad play worse. Mm-hmm. Take a mm-hmm. sack or... Uh, intentional grounding, which happened a couple times last last yesterday. So yeah. he just got to realize, man, when it's time to abort a play, abort the play. You know, I, I, every once in a while, you can try to make a play with your legs and do that stuff. But if there's no one open and you're outside the pocket, throw the ball over to Ron Rivera and play another down. Um, it, it, all right, I wanted to ask you from from that perspective and what you just said because you're absolutely correct. But it, that was a knock against Kirk Cousins was that Kirk settled for a checkdown. Or Kirk maybe got rid of the ball too quickly before letting routes develop. Uh, you know, either way. But but is, is that kind of the mentality is, hey, if you don't have something right away, you've got to get rid of it and, like you said, not make a play worse than it already is. No, you're exactly right. And Kirk was known for that. So was Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that did is it kept you in third and manageable. Mm-hmm. It kept uh, first downs moving. You know, you lost some uh, abilities to make big plays down the field, but you're moving to change, you're playing good field position, you're punting, you're backing up your opponent and making your opponent go 80, 90 yards uh, to score. So there's some merit to that. And, and good quarterbacks will find a way to get the ball out of their hands, keep the chains moving, and if they have to punt, at least they're getting good field position for their defense. Jay, the world will forget about the couple of interceptions because they were wiped out by penalty, but what the heck do we make of what's happening on the other side there with Cooper Rush and getting it done right now for Dallas while Dak Prescott is out? I think he's just taking advantage of his opportunity. I mean, this is a, a gold mine for him to make some plays and, and prove that he's a starting caliber quarterback in the National Football League. It's still Dak's team. There's no doubt about it. When he comes back, they gave him $40 million. He'll come back and start. But Cooper's making a name for himself, and he's showing that uh, other teams that, heck, you know, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, and he'll be available to uh, be a starter soon. With – them getting Dalton Schultz back and Michael Gallup back, and even though C.D. Lamb has some inconsistencies with his hands, where do you think uh, – and, and Dak could come back next week, I guess, as early as that. Do you think Dallas is a bona fide, legitimate Super Bowl contender, or would you still say because uh, you know maybe some issues at quarterback, maybe some other questions on the offensive line that they are a step below the bona fide, legitimate Super Bowl contender tag? Well, I always consider Super Bowl contenders uh, teams that have great defenses, number one, starting the year. So Dallas, in my mind, has a great defense. They have special players on defense. 
They had a corner with extremely good ball skills. They have two really, really good pass rushers. So they're going to be in a lot of games. And if that can come back and C.D. Lamb and utilize his weapons, they have a strong running game, get their offensive line healthy, then yes, I believe they are Super Bowl contenders. Jay, yesterday, interesting decision um, in Baltimore. John Harbaugh decides to go for a touchdown in a tie game instead of kicking a go-ahead field goal. Right now in this game, how much are coaches wrestling with analytics and a chart and all this other stuff instead of that gut feel that says, look, let's just put the points on the board and put the pressure on the other team. And clearly Buffalo gets the pick and then goes down and kicks the game-winning field goal. Yeah, that's a tough call. You know, making the call to go for it's one and not having the right play call uh, to try to convert is another thing. Um, you know, I think the thought was if they don't get it, it's incomplete. Buffalo's going to have to go 85 yards or 80 yards or whatever from their own one-yard line and get points. Um, I guess that's my only thought. But uh, that's a tough decision. I think analytics make a big play in some coaches' minds. Uh, others, not so much. It's more of a gut feel. But I think against Buffalo and Josh Allen, I don't fault the decision. The play call wasn't the best, but uh, the decision to go for the touchdown, I don't think it was the worst. The interception was the worst thing that could happen. Jay Gruden with us right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Um, Jay, when you spin around the division, you know, Philadelphia with kind of an ugly win uh, yesterday in the rain over Jacksonville. Jacksonville's no such off- thing as ugly win. Uh, There's no such thing as ugly win. Uh, that's fair. That, uh, that, that, that's fair. Listen, you, you, you take it uh, any way you can get it, no doubt about it. But, uh, well, all right, so then this kind of ruins my transition. The Giants also with um, – I don't want to say it an ugly win because a win is a win, right? Uh, but but all of a sudden, this division between Dallas, Philadelphia, and I still think the Giants are are a pretender. All of a sudden, this division is way better than it was uh, last year, or, or or maybe a couple of years ago. And, and all of a sudden, kind of sort of back, or no, not really. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, the Giants are playing good football with Saquon. I mentioned this before. You know, when you have a running back like that. It makes your quarterback a lot better, and he's athletic. He had two rushing touchdowns, so the Giants are proving that they're going to be you know, a tough team to beat, despite what everybody thought in the preseason. Philadelphia's defense is phenomenal. Jalen Hurst is playing at a top level, and obviously Dallas is good. So uh, Washington better hurry up and uh, get their stuff together, or it's going to be a long year for you. Jay, yesterday Mike Tomlin uh, ran out of patience with Mitch Trubisky, looked for a spark from Pickett. They actually did come back and get the lead in this game uh, before losing it. But, you know, the difficulty of making that decision of pulling a veteran and then cutting the kid loose, because, you know, when you cut a kid loose, there's going to be growing pains. Uh, but thoughts on Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, making that decision in game and going to the young guy uh, and obviously maybe going to him going forward. Yeah, I think uh, that has to be a process of using your training camp, your preseason game, say his picket ready to go if Trubisky struggles, which he obviously has struggled. And now it's going to be another tough decision. Do you keep going with Kenny or do you go back to Mitch? Uh, I, I think uh, once the decision is made to go with Kenny, I think it, you have to give him all the reps in practice. You have to get him ready. You have to make sure you school him the right way like he is a starter because you can't have split reps in a week during practice and say, okay, we'll uh, just play with a hot hand. I think mm-hmm. you got to commit to one of the guys. And you better do it fast. 
What is the benefits, dis, uh, disadvantages, I guess, to doing just what Pete was talking about, what you were mentioning, where you make a quarterback switch in-game versus at the start of the week? Because I think it would be, right, the practice reps or the lack of practice reps for a guy like um, uh, um, Kenny Pickett where he's not he's not getting the work and then you're expecting him to come in and give your team a spark as opposed to doing it like on a Monday or a Sunday night or whatever and just saying, we're going to do it and we're going to do it this way yeah sometimes you don't have that luxury i think uh i think they had hopes that uh mitch would play a lot better than he did um uh injuries sometimes happen where you have to play the backup whoever it is like the year i played uh our backup quarterback when our starter got hurt when case keenum got hurt you know everybody got on me because he didn't get any reps and he wasn't ready but he's the only guy we had but when you're making a decision to make a change based on performance uh that has to be based on okay the backup that we have we feel like gives a spark and he might play better than him in game situations. But, you know, the jury's still out on that right now for them. Jay, uh, last night we saw elite on display. Mahomes, Brady, as a former quarterback, how do you appreciate what those two do? And albeit do it completely different uh, with different skill sets, but how do you appreciate what those two guys did in that game last night in Tampa? Uh, it's 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 frustrating to watch as an ex coach. You know, you're like, man, I, what if you had one of these guys for a year? You need to still be coaching. Those guys are phenomenal. I mean, Mahomes, the things that he does with his arm angles and his mm-hmm. accuracy, and his precision, his sick and the ability to make plays on the move, uh, it's ridiculous. He's the best in the business right now. Um, obviously, Tom's got all the Super Bowl rings, but uh, he's going to have to turn over the quarterback play to Patrick because he is playing at a high level, a level that not many people have seen. Why is Andy Reid so consistently innovative and ahead of the curve in terms of almost everything he does, or does it just look that way because he's got Mahomes? Uh, well, no, I think Andy's been proven he can be good with Alex Smith. I mean, he was very successful with Alex. He was successful with Donovan McNabb, and those are two good quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then Patrick, they they are creative. You know, simple ways to run a quarterback sneak. They motion the guy, and Patrick mm-hmm. is like, looking like he's audible, and the yeah. tight end comes and takes the ball, gets the quarter. You know, it's a little risky for me if the tight end's never taken a snap from center. If you fumble a snap, you look like an idiot, right? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. And Andy always has something up his sleeve where he's going to give the offense uh, a chance to make a big play and have some fun with it. And that's the other thing. Practicing these plays on Friday and Saturday are fun for the players, and, and they like the creativity. Jay, I know, it's, uh, I know he fumbled the ball a couple times yesterday, but are, are we surprised at all that Doug Peterson has Jacksonville playing reputable football here this quickly in the first quarter of the season based on what that club went through last year? Well, they went out and spent a lot of money on defense, so they fixed their defense up a little bit. Uh, they've had uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks in the second year now with the, quarter, with the quarterback coach that knows what he's doing. They upgraded the receiving core with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Uh, they got a tight end presence a little bit. The running back, James Robinson, is running the ball hard. So they have the players now uh, that Coach Marone didn't have a couple years ago. So, you know, that helps. Jay Gruden with us uh, for another couple of moments. Um, Jay, Russell Wilson, you know, he's better yesterday. Uh, better than he has been the last uh, three weeks, but the Broncos are two and two. It's still not a well-oiled machine. How long? I mean, you you mentioned Alex Smith. Uh, like, how long does it take a quarterback in a new system, even one as talented as Russell Wilson, to truly feel comfortable and to be on the same page? Especially when Nate Hackett is a first-time head coach, and they've had some injuries on offense to absorb and deal with. Because at this point, it it seems like they are not getting. I guess the early return on Russell Wilson, and, and and maybe that's unfair, but that's just what it is. 
Yeah, you're right. I think I think you look at the performance of Russell and, and Denver's offense, you'd be a little bit surprised to see them struggle as much as they do uh, in everything. Pass game, drop back, everything. Running game is not very good. They are still 2-2, two and two, though, so that's a good thing. But um, I don't know. I, I think Russell learning a new system takes some time for him, possibly. He's a smart guy, but still, new progressions, new protections, new snap counts. Might take a few weeks for him to get it, and hopefully, you know, they'll be better in the next few weeks. They're going to have to be because their offense isn't up to par right now. Jay, one of the best rivalries in the sport going right now is the Monday night game and, of course, your consultancy with the Rams taking on San Francisco. Why has this grouping between these two teams uh, gotten so good uh, here over the last couple of seasons? Well, Kyle and Sean go way back. That helps add to the rivalry factor. Um, And they've both been pretty successful the last few years, obviously. Uh, Kyle going to a Super Bowl and, and Sean going to a couple. So those are two good teams with solid franchises and very good players all across the board. But the superstar factor uh, for both teams is pretty good. Debo Samuel and then obviously Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Those guys have been healthy, stayed healthy, and produced at the level that they're getting paid to produce at. Go make some putts today and win some uh, fabulous prizes in the charity golf outing. Appreciate the time this morning. Thank you, Jay. You got it. Thank you, guys. You got Appreciate it. You. Jay Gruden joining us every Monday morning at 10. Great uh, scoot around the league there as always. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.